everyone and welcome to already cancelled i am peter and joining me as always is tara and we are going to talk about the twilight zone season 2 episode 21 it's called the prime mover so full spoilers for the episode as always and it's so funny how if rod selling doesn't come out and tease what the next one is even though i still read the description i completely forget what the next one's going to be and mm-hmm. it, it, it was only once it started for a little bit i'm like oh that's right, I remember joking it was another gambling episode and we were worried because the fever wasn't that good. So, yes. here we are. Yes. And wouldn't you know it, a returning character showed up from the fever. Did they? Yep. Who? The slot machine. <laughs> it's the same one. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is it? Oh, yeah. You're making me want to go, like, go check it like, side by side, like. Get the magnifying glass out. <laughs> no, it's the same one. I checked. Hey, <laughs> hey, they got to save money on those props. Twilight Zone ain't a big budget show. They have to find a way. I know. Though there is a really cool car crash scene. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and not even that. Even the locations in this one felt a bit more diverse because it was like, oh, yeah. we've got this diner where the the story starts off, and then it goes to Vegas and the hotel room, and you know. It, it felt like there was a lot more variation in the visuals uh, this episode. Maybe it's all that money they saved from those videotape episodes. <laughs> they splurged on this one. It's very possible. I mean, I think, and it, obviously, the, the the shots of, like, the Vegas neon lights are probably just stock footage, but even that adds a bit of production value to the overall thing. I suspected that, that car crash scene wasn't filmed for the Twilight Zone also. Very possibly. But they did have a car upside down that then moved, because, you know, because yeah, obviously well, the other main plot aspect here is that one of the, the main characters has telekinesis and the gambler who's an addict uh, when he discovers this because there's this car crash outside the diner and you know the guy with telekinesis chooses to save the people in the car by turning it over. The gambler's like, I've got an idea. I mean, there's a little bit of build-up to that where he actually tests it with like mm-hmm. some dice and you know a, a coin and he's like, I've got a great idea. We're going to be rolling in it. And then that takes him to Vegas uh, and where the rest of the plot plays out. So that's, that's the gist of the episode. Uh, he also works with his uh, girlfriend. Uh, I actually assumed they were kind of like engaged based on mm-hmm. some of the dialogue before that, but he doesn't actually propose to her till the end. So uh, I guess just long-term relationship uh, is maybe what they're in. But uh, that is the prime mover in terms of general premise. Tara did... So, you know, loaded question here because the fever is notably one of the weaker episodes of season one. I think it's the weakest episode of the show, but it's definitely one of the weaker episodes. How did you feel about the Prime Mover? I thought it was okay. It was it was fun to watch, um, but it's not a particularly great episode. Um, Buddy Epson is the star of this also. It was fun to see him because I love the um, Beverly Hillbillies, which he oh. was Jed Clampett in, the star. And... Uh, Actually, this is the second episode of season two that had Beverly Hillbilly starred it. Jake Clampett in this one, and then Ellie Mae Clampett was in Eye of the Beholder. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> there might have been more, too. There might have been, like, Mr. Dryfill or something. Yeah, he plays the uh, he plays Jumbo, who has the telekinesis. Uh, the gambler's mm-hmm. ace, who's played by Dane Clark. Uh, yeah, um... Yeah, it's kind of okay. Like, it's one of those things where it's enjoyable enough because the caster got enough charisma to kind of sell it mm-hmm. and just be kind of fun to watch. But ultimately, as far as Twilight's own plots go, it's not really that exciting. Uh, the telekinesis isn't as fun yeah. as it should be. 
uh especially once it's used for gambling it's just kind of like oh the dice landed the way he wants them to or whoop, whoop, you know whoop to do uh i mean i will say this though it has kind of a positive ending in that he learns the error of his addicting ways and makes the choice to just be normal and proposes to his girlfriend so it's actually got kind of a happy ending uh to the whole thing yeah after he loses everything it's hard to say that you lose all the money that you've won while gambling though yeah it, have, have you really lost it it was ever really yours yeah well i mean i mean it had to start with something but i mean it, so he lost maybe like the five bucks he started with <laughs> like it's not that big i think a they deal. start with 100 oh is it 100 to start with yeah which is significant chunk of change yeah yeah especially since he's down in his luck and they're, they're struggling with the, yeah. the rent and stuff and but, it's like the 60s so yeah that's true yeah but ultimately like he you know he wins like 200 grand through gambling uh i actually you know, I, kept, I kept thinking as i was watching I, I got a little bit frustrated i'm like you know what intentionally lose one once in a while because it's a bit suspicious that you're winning every single role yeah yeah <laughs> like, I've exactly seen that too. yeah but especially once because you know the plot takes him in the second half where he phones up this gangster this notorious gambler who's in town and mm-hmm. wants him to come in and play uh, a private game and he's winning every dice roll and it's like He's a gangster. At least pretend that it's you know it's what every maybe one in three you're winning. You know, lose a little. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised the gangster just kept letting him go. Like, yeah, go ahead, do one more. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah, think if... the gangster ever plays. He just watches him win all the time. Yeah, it's kind of weird. If, if anything, you know, at the end when he loses everything because he, he bets everything he has, he goes all in on the final dice roll and then loses, which you can kind of see the ending coming. It's kind of weird that the gangster was willing to even take that bet because at that point he's won like 50 times in a row. Why would yeah. you even accept that bet? <laughs> I guess, well, maybe if he's like, well, I'm just going to kill him anyway if he wins. <laughs> That's like, a fair point. I like That's when he, the gangster like first walks in with his with his cronies. Yeah, his entourage. <laughs> his entourage. And, um, and like immediately you can kind of see the ace... Our, our gambler friend like sort of realized that oh i'm actually in a dangerous situation i kind of got over my head here well might as well make a count <laughs> he's like do you eat are, are your friends hungry and they're like and it's like my bodyguards they don't eat and then it pans over them and there are all these giant men I'm like, they don't eat huh <laughs> i think the other part of the episode here that i think you know important for the heart of it is that ace gets more unlikable as the episode goes on the, the more he's mm-hmm. winning the worse he gets. Eventually, his girlfriend doesn't want to be there anymore and wants to go back home and leaves. And he immediately just like pays the the girls selling cigars to just like be his day. And it feels really kind of sleazy and scummy. Yeah, because then her boss comes by, her manager, and is like, "Hey, we can't just like leave your cigarettes here or something or peanuts." And he, and then the ace is like, "Oh, I bought her for the night. That's okay, right?" And then he gives him money like she like he's her pimp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of gross yeah uh not that she's really that likable herself because when he loses the money she just immediately leaves i mean admittedly the reason yeah. why she was there in the first place is she was being paid so i suppose uh yeah. he's not he's not dependable <laughs> employment anymore so i suppose that's fair but right. uh but you know so it's like so, so i mean i guess if i have a complaint is that it doesn't necessarily feel like maybe the episode really gets across that he's learned his lesson now it does a little bit because when they lose everything and the gangsters leave with all the money him and uh you know the 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 you know telekinetic friend uh, jimbo they basically just start laughing and it's almost like they realize what they've been through 
but you know, when he when he proposes to his, his girlfriend at the end, and she does the whole thing where she tosses a coin to answer, but doesn't let him see the response, and you kind of assume that it didn't matter which way it landed. She was just playing mm-hmm. a little joke for you know because he's because of his history, um, and he's gotten rid of the gambling machine, you know, the one arm bandit, and you know she says yes. Part of me was thinking. You know, as soon as he had some money, he did try and just find another woman and pay her off. Like, I feel like he's not really deserving of a yes here, to be honest. And don't get me wrong. I get the idea that he realized that he was a bad person when he was, like, you know, given into his addiction. And this was him realizing that, you know, he's better Mm -hmm. off not being chasing the wind, chasing the high. But I don't know. I just felt like maybe a little bit more of a a real awareness of (laughs) that. But, you know, just a little bit more. A little bit more of a kick. Yeah, I agree. It's a little bit like, well, it's kind of a... Like a bad situation for her yeah it's just even no which i guess is why she is willing to say yes but you know it makes me <laughs> as an audience member i'm like no but i know what he did so i'm kind of like yeah eh. but he's gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's kind of a scumbag yeah uh, yeah uh also can we talk about how ryan johnson stole the ending of this for the last Jedi? <laughs> oh yeah didn't even think about that it's funny <laughs> <laughs> because during the, the game with the the gangster eventually uh jimbo's like hey ace we need to talk about this uh i talked to you for a minute and you know ace is just really no 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 no. we're going to play one more hat you know one more round this is the last one because uh, well, he's, it- he's ignoring him i think yeah. jimbo's also upset that you know this sheila girl from downstairs is just in their room now and he's like over, all over her but all of a sudden like kitty doesn't matter anymore yeah, he's also in pain. Yeah, Jimbo definitely seems to have more of a conscience, but he's also in pain because the more he yeah. uses his powers, the more of a headache he gets. Uh, and he's try- basically what he's trying to tell him is that his powers have gone, that he can't do it anymore, and then that's when he loses. Uh, so the ending, we think he's lost his powers, and like it's when they're not looking, that he, you know, he brings it back up, and it's like, no, no, he's realised that he has to keep them secret. Yeah, he has to let Ace think he doesn't have them because it's too dangerous. What, yeah. what he's going to want to do with them is too dangerous. It kinda, it's actually kind of similar to Mr. Dingle the Strong, like, he discovers that his friend has telekinetic abilities and his one idea is to go, let's go cheat gambling so he can make money. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, the uh, the the guy who... Um, the Oh, what is it called? Um, what You Need, I think, was the name of the episode. Where the guy has a case mm. that has anything that you need in it. If you need, like, a, a shoe or something because you'll step in gum in, like, the next few minutes and you'll need to have another shoe... You remember that episode? Yeah, yeah, it's the one that ended with uh, the guy. Yeah, like, it's kind of like, like that. You don't like... need anything because you're going to die. It was the kind of the, the ending of it. Right, you'll need this towel and the towel, or you'll need scissors because your scarf will get caught in the in the elevator shaft. <laughs> you have to cut yourself out. Oh, yeah, that was a super goofy scene, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it kind of kind of reminds me of that because, you know, the, the person who discovers that this guy has this ability tries to exploit it instantly and he's not a likable guy but in this one even though i mean ace isn't really likable when after what he does with the sheila but it's it's still i don't know it's still it has a happier it has a more of a happier tone (laughs) at the very least it feels like he's he's kicking his addiction so maybe he's on a path to being a better person and you yeah. know, and Jimbo, who has the power, has kept it a secret. He can still save people if the occasion rises, but he's keeping it to himself. Uh, but, you know, he, he picks up the broom again with his powers, uh, which is exactly the ending of... I mean, I don't even think that's much of a spoil for The Last Jedi. It's so out of context, but uh, there's a broom moment, I should say. Someone uses the force on the broom. Yes, there's a broom. Uh, and I actually started laughing, because obviously, like, you know... The, I've seen season one and two before, but it's been a long time, so I've forgotten a lot of the episodes. 
So obviously the first time I saw this was before Last Jedi existed, so it never was a mm-hmm. thing. But this time watching it, the broom comes up, and I was I just started giggling to myself because it's dead. <laughs> I didn't even think about it, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, I was like, ah, he watched Twilight. He totally did. Ryan Johnson was such a Twilight Zone watcher. He has well, that all the good over. ones are. I mean, that's true. That's true. I start, I'm not saying that as an insult. <laughs> but he definitely watched. We'll, we'll ask him what his favorite episode is. He'll, he'll say like, "Oh, it's Eye of the Beholder." I'm like, "No, I think it's the Prime Mover, Ryan. I'm on to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that episode." <laughs> oh dear. Uh, but I'll ask is, him next time I see him. It's a very. <laughs> is, is this I went, to, I went to a scooter once. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's... <laughs> With the Q and A. Yeah, me and Ryan are on a first name, first name uh, basis. Yeah. We're basically yeah. friends. We're in the same room together with, yeah. you know, 7,000 people. Yeah, 5,000 other people, yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, it's an okay episode. I think the, the actors make it a bit more entertaining. I have to admit, mm-hmm. though, like, there's not a lot to it in terms of drama because I feel like you know exactly where it's going pretty early. And even, even the ad yeah. break in this episode kind of happens at just a nothing moment where they're going up back up to the room and then after the ad break it's just them entering the the, the, the hotel room and it's like there was no hook there there was no nothing or like yeah. sort of, you know um and i would say that once again just to sort of hammer this point home and i feel like i'm, I'm belittling someone by doing this but once again this episode does not have a twist right just let me that <laughs> right there's no twist in this episode <laughs> no uh, no it's not and it is nice to have an episode where a guy who's being an asshole gets his comeuppance. Yeah, and kind of doesn't turn into more of an asshole because of it. He kind of just accepts it and goes, ah, yeah, I was being a bit of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it could have hammered that point home a little bit more, but, you know, uh, it was okay. Probably not a super memorable episode, though. No, I don't think so. It was yeah. good to see Buddy Epson. Yeah, I don't know who that was, but uh, you, you were very happy. I was. <laughs> yeah, so Rod Serling did come out at the end and tell us about next week's episode. And I, next I week, I know that you are very upset about it. <laughs> well, not really, because it's the last one. Okay. So the next episode is a videotape episode. You can tell as soon as Rod Serling appears, I say, "Oh my god, what's this UHF <laughs> nonsense?" It's like, ugh, static, <laughs> ugh. Hey, UHF is a good movie. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but it's weird. Al. It's weird. Al's film. Uh, I knew that, but I don't really know much about Will Yankovic, but I knew that was his movie. Uh, so episode 22, which is coming next time, is called Long Distance Call. Uh, and here's a description on IMDb. A toy telephone becomes the link between a young boy and his dead grandmother. This Pretty long distant. Not a bad concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, all things considered. Is Billy Mummy in it? Uh, oh, he is. Is it not... Is it not Billy Mummy? It's only one mm-hmm. M. Well, two M's technically. I, know, I always one. say Billy Mummy, but yeah, yeah, you may be right. I, I just because it's only one M instead of the two, you know, uh, you know, later in the word I mean next to each other. Not obviously right. there's still two because the one at the start, but there's two instead of three. Yeah, there's two <laughs> instead of three. Yes, is what I'm saying. There's a missing M. <laughs> yeah. The mystery of the missing M. Oh, that's a good title for a kids' book. Hmm. No, did. Yes, when I start my children's <laughs> book author career. career. Yes. <laughs> Um, I love the idea of writing a children's story, but just having tons of swearing on it. So it's not really for kids, but it's just, it reads like a kid's book, just with lots of F-bombs. Isn't that kind of what um, Sausage Party was? Okay, you've ruined the like idea. A, it looks There's like not... a kid's movie, but it's for dolls. 
I guess. You've ruined the idea for me now, because now you're comparing me to some stupid thing with Seth Rogen in it. Uh, yep. so, <laughs> thank you for making me feel ashamed of everything I've ever believed in. It's my job. That's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So that's Long Distance Call. Look forward to that next time. Uh, Tara, do the outro. Um, thank you for watching. I hope you guys liked it. If you have any comments of your own on this episode, please leave your thoughts down below. And um, like and subscribe if you like the content because that helps us reach more people and helps the channel grow and makes us feel warm and fuzzy. Mildly fuzzy. <laughs> You're doing so well, surprisingly. Go on, keep going. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, and if you want to support in other ways, like financial support, you can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. And if you donate as little as $1 per month, you will get access to these episodes of the Twilight Zone reviews one week early. So you get to be ahead of the game. And um, if you donate a little bit more, then you'll get... You'll get um, access to voting rights for other shows we do. And, um, yeah. Extra warm and fuzzy. Mm. And you. you'll actually get the episodes a week early, unlike the dollar tier that Tara lied about a minute ago. <laughs> oh. Whoops. Otherwise, it was perfect. That was that was the one flub. Honestly, I thought you were going to crash and burn right at the start and not know what to do. You actually did a fantastic job of that first part that you've never done before. <laughs> Thank you. No, I give up the tower. I've only, I've only heard it like a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was solid. Although you did say if you want to support us in other ways, like say financially, and it made me immediately go, Well, what else is there? Like what's these other ways? <laughs> There's emotional support. <laughs> That's a big uh, one. Yeah, yeah. If you want to hire like a plane with a message, mm -hmm. like fly over to give us free advertising, yeah, which I guess is also financial in a way, but it's yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is us. Thank you once again for watching or listening. Actually, you should be doing this last part as well. There you go. I said do the outro. You did the whole okay. thing. Okay. Um, yes. Thank you very much. And keep watching TV in the Twilight Zone.